Hi everybody, I'm Shirley Reynolds. I'm currently the Senior Clinical Advisor at BABCP, so uh, I'll be involved in all aspects of organising the conference. Hello, my name is Jo Daniels. I'm a Senior Lecturer and Clinical Psychologist at the University of Bath, um, but my role in BABCP is incoming co-chair of the Scientific Committee. So first things first, BABCP is the British Association for Behavioural and Cognitive Psychotherapies. That's a bit of a mouthful, Shirley. What is is the BABCP? (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's an organisation that seeks to represent people who are CBT therapists, that's cognitive behaviour therapists, and to promote uh, CBT to everybody out there and to involve members of the public in developing therapy and getting involved in helping us develop as an organisation. So we have about 15,000 members uh, from different professions, nurses, psychologists, doctors, social workers, physiotherapists, you name it, we've probably got them. And they are uh, mainly working as as therapists in some capacity or another, but we also have researchers and students as our members too. Give us the pitch for the organisation in terms of becoming a member. Why should people join BABCP? Um, I think it's a great opportunity to just make contact with other professionals, to get advice on clinical problems, to find out the best guidance for how to work safely, how to work well, uh, to access great training, to come to fantastic conferences like the one we're going to have in London. And I think it's just really a great way to develop yourself as a professional in a really ethical structured and very supportive way. And we're having a face-to-face conference in London. It's on the 20th to the 23rd of July. It's actually the 50th anniversary conference. So what's going to happen? Joe? do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what's going to happen at that conference? So the conference runs over four days from Wednesday the 20th of July to Saturday the 23rd and the first day is always dedicated to the pre-conference workshops and we've got an incredible lineup this year. Some of the ones that I'm particularly interested in are uh, Andrew Beck's uh, Practical Introduction to Providing Psychological Therapies to Diverse Communities. We've got Cathy Cresswell coming in working with childhood anxiety, Nick Gray with trauma, so really topical things this year, some great workshops to look forward to. And after that, we've got um, the main programme and we've got some incredible, again, some incredible speakers such as Michelle Crass, Adam Radomski, really covering the main uh, streams and themes for BABCP. Um, I think one of the key things that we always look forward to is the social programme in the BABCP, as well as having some fantastic speakers this year, because obviously it's the 50th and we're really celebrating the big names um, in a big way. Uh, We've got some amazing social programmes, social activities to look forward to. Um, And this year as well, one of the key things is uh, looking at and highlighting EDI, so equality, diversity, inclusion, and also including people with personal experience. And I guess that involvement of the non-academic or the non-clinical groups is something we've seen quite a bit in mental health conferences over the last few years. Do you want to say more, Shirley, about that equality, diversity, inclusion theme and how that's going to actually happen? What sort of people are you looking to bring in to the conference? Um, Well, we've got quite a lot of work on um, working across different cultures. I think that would be a a point of particular interest. People are particularly uh, keen to do that. Um, We'll 
I mean, the full programme has not yet been developed because it's still open for people to submit their work, but we're very much encouraging people uh, to submit their work. The sorts of things that might come in are how to work with interpreters, how to deliver therapy uh, in out in the community rather than in, in, in hospitals or clinics, uh, what kind of outreach you need to use to get people who don't use mental health services as much as they perhaps might. We're thinking about maybe having a particular focus on men's mental health because we know that men are not great at always recognising difficulties or knowing how to get help about them. Um, so I think the diversity agenda is really very, very broad. We're quite open to all sorts of um, submissions and we'd welcome, to, we'd love to hear from absolutely anybody who's got things to say about the delivery of CBT and how to deliver it more inclusively, I think, and how to make it more available and more accessible to everybody out there. And I think that also, you know, takes on board that collaborative focus of CBT is that actually we're, we're working with people who have Pearson experience. So to have them represented at the conference feels particularly important. So looking forward to seeing more representation from those groups, really. And as you say, the call for papers and the call for abstracts is kind of out there at the moment. Well, I guess I'm interested in delegate-wise, who you're hoping to get along to the event. And I suppose people are umming and ahhing, aren't they, about face-to-face conferences at the moment with the pandemic and everything still rumbling on. What do you think the pitch is to delegates? Why should they pay the money and come to this? This is a big event, isn't it? A four-day conference in London. I think it is an opportunity to celebrate, actually. It is an opportunity to meet your friends that you probably haven't met for a long time. It's actually an opportunity to meet new people, new friends and new collaborators. And I think it's a kind of way to maybe refresh ourselves and recharge our batteries. We've all been working online now for two years. It's been amazing. We've learned so much and we'll continue to work online, I think. But we'll be looking at a blended way of working. And actually, part of the conference will be delivered online as well. So it isn't essential that people turn up in person. We'll have a portion, a very significant portion of the programme will be available online for people to join us from anywhere in the world. But of course, we're really excited about getting people back together again. So if we can encourage people to come to London, we will. But if you can't make it, don't worry, because the programme will still be available to you. And I think that's a really key kind of change for us. We've not had that blended opportunity, really, up till now. And I suppose what we've been working on as well is that broad appeal, thinking about who who might want to come. I think the the conference does grow alongside its delegates. We work really hard to make sure that it appeals not just to, you know, the high flying scientists, but also people who are doing service related projects and research. This has, you know, real practical implications. We're trying to make sure that actually everybody feels included, that, that all kinds of research and practice feels really relevant here. So we're trying to broaden out that appeal to all, really. Yeah, one, one area particularly to highlight perhaps is that we are really interested in uh, developing work with what are called low intensity clinicians. These are um, psychological well-being practitioners, children's well-being practitioners, people working in education, mental health settings. Um, we're developing a whole range of work for this emerging and growing group of uh, clinicians. So we will be having parts of the conference specifically geared towards that newer group. And this is a, a new part of our membership 
which we're hoping will develop very quickly. And we really kind of want to welcome those people to come possibly for the very first time. And I think it's really important to say here, this is a very friendly conference. If you come, you will be welcomed with open arms. And uh, please, you know, don't feel frightened about coming. It is really a fantastic opportunity. So there's something about the the different ways that people can interact with this event that I think is really key. Um, and I suppose you've got different levels of audience, haven't you? So you've got the people that actually come to the event in London. You've got people that buy a ticket, but actually their um, joining of the event is an online thing. And then you've got the wider group who don't buy a ticket, but still interact with some of the digital stuff that we're doing. So, Joe, do you want to give us an overview of what that digital stuff is? How can people who don't buy a ticket interact with this conference? We're so excited to be working with mental health for the first time and going beyond the room. I mean, that's something really new for us and it's certainly more forward-facing than we've ever been before. And I think what's really exciting about that is it really broadens out the content that we can offer to people. It's not just about the talks, having to be at the talks and the skills workshop, but actually, you know, having the reviews, having interviews, podcasts, uh, encouraging people to engage online is fantastic. Um, We've already got a a presence through the podcast that we've been putting out um, and and BABCP is active in that way. However, offering that opportunity for discourse with the public, I think is brilliant. One of the benefits really of of engaging with the public in this way in in the lead up during uh, the conference and, and after as well, is encouraging people to have discourse around it. So we want to t- be talking and reach out to not just our usual delegates, but people who maybe have a curiosity around CBT, have an interest, they're not sure what it is, um, or they don't find the, the conference isn't affordable to them or accessible to them. So those people who might not ordinarily be there to get involved in the conversation about the research, about the science behind it, because very much we're, you know, often in our silos around the way we think about things, particularly on social media. So encouraging those conversations with the broader public. You know, it's very difficult if you haven't got any first-hand experience of what therapy looks like or feels like to know what this might be. And so I think one of the great opportunities here is to just give people a little kind of taste of the sorts of things that therapists talk about, the sorts of things we get excited about, the reach that we kind of, you know, I think it's just about we want to open a little window and say to people, look, poke your head through and just see what you think about it. You might be a student, you might be a mum or dad, you might be somebody who's thinking of coming to therapy, or you might just be somebody who says, what is all this about? I keep hearing about CBT, what the hell is it? So any of those people will just be able to just get a little sense of what we're about. And I hope that that will be exciting and interesting to people. We'll see. Yeah, and I think that interaction as well between, you know, between the conference and people at the conference and the general public and that being live again that, that I think that's really exciting and adds a, an extra element first that maybe we wouldn't have had before and being part of something even bigger. So what are you both looking forward to most personally about this event? Give us a picture of what you have enjoyed most about previous conferences. Shirley do you want to go first? I think um, for me it's always about the people and it's always about friends old and new. So I can't deny that whether it's the science, the parties, the socialising, a cup of tea or breakfast, for me, it'll always be about the people. And what's exciting this time is that some of them won't be necessarily 
with us directly, but we'll be interacting with them throughout the conference through all the social media activity. And that makes it even more exciting. I mean, I must say, I do think the content will be wonderful. So I don't want to kind of un unwrite that. But at this point in our history, coming together, being together and reaching out is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say one of the, the main calls for me now, I mean, I've been going to the conference longer than I can remember. Um, it's the social side of it. In fact, I remember a moment, Chile, when I met you in real life for the first time when we had spoken on Twitter and that was, that was at the Glasgow uh, conference. I remember it really clearly. Um, so that, you know, I think it is a really friendly conference. I think that's great. And the social side of things is, is really wonderful. I think over the years for me and somebody, I suppose, I identify as somebody who's quite keen to sharpen my skills in CBT. The amount that I've learned and feeling like you're on the cutting edge of science going to the, the conferences, I think has been brilliant. So I'm looking forward to listening to, you know, our pioneers in the field. You know, we've really got some big names and, and some incredible researchers. So I am definitely looking forward to, to learning a lot. Um, and, I, and I think the other thing I am looking forward to as part of the conference planning committee is really um, celebrating and highlighting the EDI side of things because I, I really think that's an important area. Um, so I'm really keen to see how that's going to flourish in the conference and, and the ways in which we could move it forward. But it's just going to be great to see everybody. It feels like such a close-knit community in, in CBT and VABCP and I just can't wait to see everybody face-to-face, really. <laughs> What is BABCP doing to kind of make sure that the conversations that you have at this event are relevant to the lives of people who, let's face it, are having a really tough time at the moment? I think, Andre, the, the reality of this situation is that the vast majority of the people at this conference are working face-to-face -face with people in, in the, the life you've just described and sharing those lives with them every single day. So I think when we talk about you know, reaching out to people in London, as it will be this time, this is not an abstract idea for us. I mean, every single day we are talking to people about the realities of the difficulties that they face. And I think as therapists, I would say I think we're probably quite well placed to genuinely understand where, where the real world is at, if I can put it as bluntly as that. Yeah, I would echo that really. I think the work that we do as as true scientist practitioners is that we are embedded in context all of the time. The work that we do isn't abstract and theoretical. A lot of the research that's presented at the conference is derived from our clinical work. I know I wouldn't be alone to say that a lot of my research has been because I've been sat in the room with somebody and thought, oh, that's interesting. I've heard that before. And that's then fueled me to do some research. And I think that's what a lot of us do in clinical psychology and, and, and CBT, uh, and, you know, at, at different levels, is that actually we are sat in the room, we are in that context. And, and I think there is space really for that theorising and that, uh, you know, thinking about how things apply in an abstract way, because I think that, again, moves things along, it keeps us progressing. Um, but I don't think 
I don't think anybody would say really that, that many of us would be detached from real life. We, we very much hear those difficult stories that people tell on a daily basis. Many of the research projects and, and, and areas, of, areas of work that people get involved in are triggered by real life crises or situations. Pandemic's a perfect example of this. So what we're expecting to see at the conference is going to be uh, people who are bringing insights into how the pandemic has had a massive effect on everybody's mental health, on the lives that we live, on our social environments, on how we um, teach children, on how we do therapy, on how we learn from each other. So I'm, if I'm a young um, early career researcher listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should think about pitching my work <laughs> to this, sell us, sell us that. Joe, tell us why I should. I think it's a, a great platform to start from. Even if you're coming in as just a poster for a small project, it's a really good opportunity to get your research out there and seen. We do have a lot of engagement with things like posters as well as presentations, and I think it's a really uh, brilliant place to start. And it's also a great place to network, to meet people in your field or at your level that you're working at, make connections and think about collaborations for the future so it's not just about presenting research it's also about thinking about your next steps and who you want to take those next steps with really you also get a sense of where you might want your research to go so again you may be starting with just a poster but there's open open papers symposia round tables there's lots of different formats and forms that sharing research and disseminating research can take and I think it can be an incredibly inspiring place to be to think about where you want to be in the future so really thinking ahead uh, and what direction you want to go in. If I'm a, a clinician or a you know therapist of some kind or a researcher who's thinking about coming along to this event this is going to blow my budget for conferences for this year why should it be this one that, that I come to? I think one of the best reasons to come to the BABCP conference this year is really going to be an opportunity to refresh and renew your practice, your thinking, your understanding, your connections with people, and just to really feel that we have a place to go forward. I think, as Joe was saying earlier, it's all about where do you want to take your career, where do you want to take your work, where do you want to take your skills? And this is a place where you can really review all of those and do it in great company. Thank you.